So as the restrictions begin to lessen and we begin to explore the different options that exist to us to try to begin to lose weight and get back into better shape and feel better about ourselves, I wanted to leave you with some information in this episode to talk about some of the precautions you need to be aware of and some of the considerations you need to take into account. So let's dive in. Hey there, welcome back. Thanks so much for giving me a few minutes of your very busy time to talk to you about some important things that I think are going to be necessary for us to chat about, especially as the restrictions begin to lessen and we begin to search for solutions to get our health and fitness and uh, our wellness back on track. So let me dive in with you a little bit and talk about some of the things that I know will happen for many people and to add a little precaution to those who have already begun and are thinking about increasing their activity. So you may have heard about the topic or the phraseology of uh, HIIT training, H-I-I-T, also known as high-intensity interval training. You also have probably been aware of or heard of places that offer classes, group classes that really have involved intense coach-driven uh, and supervised classes, group exercise classes that really push people to some pretty taxing limits. So what I want to talk to you about is just a couple of aspects of this high-intensity interval training and things to consider. So on one side of the house, when you first get into it, you want to be aware that before you step into a class or use that as a first option solution, although it's very effective, so it works, but your body may not be particularly prepared for it because during this pandemic period, you may not have been doing too much. So your tissues and your muscles and your ligaments and your tendons are all kind of used to a very particular lifestyle during this past year and some change. So for you to dive right into a class that's really intense and it's got you moving, jumping, quick changes in direction, sprinting on maybe a treadmill, just may not be the right solution for you in the outset. And here's why. You really set yourself up for the high probability for injury or you wind up being so friggin' sore after that first class or two that it takes you know a week to recover. A better approach would be to begin your activity level at a small scale, which would be going for walks, then progressing to power walks, then maybe into interval jogging, maybe with some other varied motions included. But this is how you prepare your body for those high-intensity interval training classes. So when you dive into the frequency of these classes, once you kind of get your feet wet and you decided you're going to do it and you weren't too sore, is not going too overboard by taking too many of them too quickly. Just because high-intensity interval training is designed to get you maximizing output and really increasing that post-exercise metabolic burn, but it comes at a high cost in terms of soft tissue usage and exhaustion. I mean, it's, these classes can really wipe you out. And the other thing is, as you're doing them, if you're tired, your form gets sloppy, your technique isn't the best, you know, the chance for injury just increases. And you may look at this podcast as I'm talking about it and say, well, Tim, you just, you really sound like you're 
kind of shitting on on the high intensity interval training and, and I'm not it's just that I've seen too many injuries and I currently see people with injuries as a result of these and when I ask about the progressions in terms of when they started they say well I went from not doing nothing not doing anything to immediately doing all of this so I want to be able to at least do my part in adding a little bit of thoughtfulness into your preparation Something else I want to share is the what I call the rough fitness math. And what that is, is I'm finding that a lot of people kind of pre-design self-talk that is very biased and one-sided in the direction of their goals. So for instance, if I take a class or two of these high-intensity interval training, or it can be just a regular boot camp group exercise class, I start seeing change immediately after I'm done with my soreness period and I'm feeling good and I keep saying to myself, well, what if I just add a little bit more? What if I, you know, I do this first, I was doing it once a week. Now I'm doing it twice a week. How much more benefit could I get if I did maybe three or four times a week? Or if I did this class three times a week and I went and ran for another two or three times a week. And then if I kind of cut my calories a little bit, if I don't eat as much, that should get me to my goal faster, right? Well, you may have heard me, if you know me, you may have heard me discuss this before. And when you approach getting into shape with that type of math, it usually spells disaster and injury pretty quickly. Um, you, need the, you need the calories, you need good nutrition, you need the sustenance, you have, your body has to repair itself in order to continue to perform well for you. And let me add another piece to this, which is you never really see pro athletes playing at competition levels all year round in any sport ever, especially if they're paid sports, right? So athletes, pro athletes, sponsored athletes need a certain amount of time off and it's per the program design to to get them to maximize their fitness and the output levels. If you're constantly going hard for six months, you know, or greater, or even, gosh, probably three months in any type of really intense program, well, you're probably going to get injured if you haven't been, or there's all types of other negative side effects that could come with that. So a better approach would be to pre-plan your intense class schedule, if that's what you like, or running schedule, if that's what you like, for making it seasonal or some sort of periodization so that way you have time in between to rest, recover, and even supercompensate to come back stronger for better performance and also to reduce the chance of injury. I'm this guy now who's always rooting for people to do things smartly and not get hurt because I've been on the side of being injured and it sucks when you can't do what you love, which is to exercise. So... These are some of the things I want you to consider. If you need help or if you need suggestions, please don't hesitate to reach out. Um, it'd be my pleasure. You can reach me probably fastest by email, which is tim at clearresultsfitness.com. That's Tim, C-L-E-A-R-R-E-S-U-L-T-S, fitness, F-I-T-N-E-S-S, dot com. So let me know how you're doing. 
let me know what your plans are and your intention, and I can uh, give you some quick, friendly advice to keep you on track, keep you safe, and keep you progressing. Thanks so much, and have a great day. Welcome to Fitness for a Good Life podcast, where we share fitness strategies and tips to improve the way you look, feel, and move. Don't forget, a body that is maintained functions and performs better. I hope you enjoy and please subscribe. Thank you so much for listening. And if you found this content valuable, here's three ways I can help you improve the way you look, feel, and move for free. Number one, grab a free copy of my book at feel15yearsyounger.com. Number two, subscribe to my YouTube channel, Clear Results Fitness. Or number three, leave me a four-star review so I can access more influential people and continue to bring you quality information as I receive it. 